Hi everyone, welcome back to Dice and Decepticons, a TTRPG actual play podcast set in the Transformers universe. My name is Robert Kerr, I'm the host and GM of this podcast. Now this episode was recorded at the same time episode 5 was. Just because of the way it played out, this episode is a little bit shorter than most of the others. I hope you still enjoy it. When we last left off, Adrian and his team had decided that the best way to escape the ARI was to use the ground bridge located underneath the waters of Lake Pontetrain. Unfortunately, they had to split the party and Adrian was separated from Mariah and Dylan. Mariah and Dylan soon picked up tales from the ARI. On the way to lend a hand, Farsight suddenly found that he couldn't control himself. It was up to Adrian to pilot the giant Transformer. Now, Adrian and Farsight have a decision to make. Do they try to fight and free their friends? Find out in this episode of Dice and Decepticons. So, when we last left off, Farsight had told you to activate your biolink and you agreed that that was the best decision. What does Adrian do to initiate the biolink? Like, just we're we're making up how it works right now. Okay, we're making up how it works now. Uh, I assume it's more of like a mental, telepathic type of thing. Yeah. Rather than like literally plugging yourself in. Okay. Is well, normally. Hold on. Oh wait. Here, here's what happens. Here, I'll do this. Yeah. Good. Adrian, initiate the biolink. From behind you, a biolink attachment. Uh, appears in the seat. Adrian leans back a bit and does this thing attach to him or what? You tell me, what is it like when you hook up your biolink? Is it automatic or do you have to like manually plug yourself in? It is... I'm trying to think here. You know, actually, this is the... um, Actually does strap in Extra straps you were in to some extent. No, it would it? No, it won't do that, would it? No, I'm all I'm saying it's a, it's like a plug. Is why I envision. Okay. And so does it just automatically snap? I said snap, not strap. So what? Just describe what happens. Adrian leans back some, and it's kind of like magnetic. It's like um, like he feels a lot actually tugging at his neck. It's a little uncomfortable the first few times he's done it. I, I has he done this before or no? Yeah, you okay. remember you yeah. you did earlier, in the you did in the last mission. Okay, it's a little bit like a tugging on his neck. It kind of pulls him towards it as it's pull. It kind of moves towards him, and they link together. Uh, and suddenly, his perception starts changing. His um, what he's seeing and feeling starts shifting. At first, it's kind of muddy, and suddenly, he feels like he's much. Taller and larger, obviously, and uh, I think you get the point. Yeah, it's a very strange sensation because it feels like your body is overlaid 
this body, but there's two new things. First of all, you're not used to this car configuration, so that's a little strange to you, although you're still getting the same sensory input. The other thing is there's another presence in your brain, and you know it's Farsight, and you and Farsight are now connected mind to mind. I can read your thoughts. Yeah, I... I got that. Um, okay, this is a... Man, the ground is close. Um, okay, so what do I move to transform? Is there a muscle that I flex to activate it? <laughs> I just picture Adrian seeing his cockpit straining every muscle in his body. <laughs> um, as you're sitting there, you're connected mind to mind, and it's like Farsight shows you. And it's not something that you could probably put into words, but you just, all of a sudden, you know how to do it. You know how to transform the vehicle. Farsight, transform! And you're now in robot mode. You are connected just like before with your biolink to your mech, but now you have this additional layer, this presence of Farsight. So, this information goes into Adrian's mind, and then suddenly... Something, he pushes something, and suddenly his limbs come out as our legs unfurl. He starts rising, and here's the sound of the shove, uh, Farsight transform. And suddenly he's standing in a new body, and it's quite interesting. So in front of you is the police officer who, after setting up some cones, was like, Leaning against his car, he's got like a cup of coffee. When he sees a robot transform in front of him, he's, he stares up at you open-mouthed and the coffee falls out of his hands. And then he dives for the for the radio uh, inside of his um, police car to contact the other police officers. Let's move now. Taking the reins... Adrian engages and starts moving forward. The machine starts marching forward towards the police officer, and uh, he drops his coffee. Adrian takes note of this and um, continues forward, make sure he doesn't step on him or anything like that, obviously, obviously, and prepares to engage with the two anti-mech units. He pulls out the. No wait. Oh gosh, think here. Okay. So one piece of information, they're yeah. kind of a ways down the road. Okay. So you're going to have to, you probably have to hurry if you want to get to them uh, quickly. Or Okay. Do they have people inside them or no? The anti-mecha yes. hover tanks? Yes. That's how they're operated. They're not usually drone controlled. Oh, dear. Oh, okay. Um, okay, here's what we're going to do. <laughs> um... <laughs> Farsight suddenly picks up speed and starts kind of not quite jogging. A little past a jog, kind of a... It's, it's called a rog, I think. It's a... <laughs> a rog. Uh, yeah. a, a jun, whatever you call it. Anyways, between running and jogging. Uh-huh. And uh, picks up the pace and charges towards these two anti-mech uh, craft or machines. And he and... And Farsight intends to push them out of the way so that the other two can just drive through. Okay, cool. 
But first, he's going to shove or maybe even kick the cop car out of the way. Okay, cool. That's the entire. Uh, that, that'll work fine. Yeah. Um, and one thing is, um, I'm not sure for editing purposes how we talk about it, because when you say Farsight, it sounds as though you're taking the perspective of Farsight. Okay. When I say Farsight, I'm referring to it as if I'm referring to, like, say, if you named your vehicle. Gotcha. Like, I took the Challenger, and then the Challenger charged forward, if I'm talking about, like, a Dodge Challenger. Yeah. I think because, what am I going to call it? The mech? Well, it's not a mech. It's tra- a Transformer. You could you could probably say Adrian. Okay. You could probably use Adrian's name. That's the only thing I was I was thinking about, because otherwise I think it's fine. It's just... Okay. If you start saying Farsight, people might think that you're taking over the character. Okay. Gotcha. So I'll rephrase that. Cool. So, Adrian takes the reins... Grabs the controls, and he starts moving the Autobot towards these other mechs, and he intends to hopefully move them out of the way so that the other two can drive through and rendezvous back at the lake. We'll see how this goes. Okay, so as you're doing that, you see um, from the... between the anti-mech hover tanks... A familiar form emerges. It's Colonel Washington, and he has a bullhorn. Mariah Harris and Dylan Donnelly, turn yourselves over to the ARI, or we will be forced to attack you. Just as those words are coming out of his mouth, you're charging forward. Um, soldiers try and dive out of the way as the mechs, uh, the anti-aircraft mechs' guns turn towards you. Adrian, what the heck are you doing? When they're out of the way, floor it. Now that's my style. Okay, uh, let's go ahead and roll initiative. Remind me which one I'm rolling against. Yes, so... System, mobility, power, or presence? Mobility or system. If you succeed, you go before your enemy. That will be mobility, then. 15 there. So you roll initiative. 10 against 15. I'm in. Alright, so that means that you get to act first. Alright, so, looking at the two, uh, Mariah and Dylan's vehicles, is it both the anti-mech, it's the anti-mechs they're blocking them, but is the police car also in the way of one of them? No, the police car was, so, you were on a street behind, uh, Mariah and Dylan, and in fact, so, basically, at the intersection where you stopped, there's a police car. You had to jump over that to get to Mariah and Dylan, and then ahead of them are these two uh, anti-mech hover tanks that are, like, barring the way. Okay, so I am charging towards the first hover tank, and I'm going to try to grapple it or shove it uh, out of the way so they can drive past. Okay, I think that sounds like a test of power. So, okay, and also I think at this moment... You are probably at a... I'm not sure whether you're at far or near distance. You need to get to close distance. 
Okay. I'll say that you are at near distance when we start, so you have to you remember you can use two actions on your turn. Three actually you have two normal actions. You can take a third one if you test against your reactor because you've activated your biolink. One of your actions, if you want to throw this tank, needs to be spent closing with it. Okay. And then I'll let you test power to yep. try and throw it off. That's the plan. Okay. So, Adrian pilots into uh, a close range distance. Mm -hmm. And reaches out to... I'm trying to think, is it got push or try to grab? Or... Huh. Well, how big thing? How big are these things compared to um, Farsight? If Farsight were in vehicle form, they'd probably be the same size or a little larger. Okay, but as a robot, he's definitely taller than them. Okay. Although he's probably roughly about the same mass. Okay. And these things, what shape do they take? These tanks are they like? They look like big tanks, but they float. Okay, gotcha. So they don't have, like, uh, appendages or anything like that? They're not, like, actual mechs? No, okay. they're they're literally... They're tanks. Uh, they were designed early on to combat Decepticons. Okay. And they are actually... These kinds of tanks predate the mechs. Okay. So, I'm going to go ahead and try to uh, grab and shove one of them out of the way. I'm going to go ahead and roll for grapple. Or okay. power. Roll to five against eleven, so it's a six benefit. I see. So or it's a, a difference of six, six, which means that yeah, you succeed. Okay. So you take it and you shove it um, off of the road, and uh, like kind of out into a um, uh, a field. There's like a field on either side of you, so you you shove it off into the field. Uh, there's another hover tank behind you. You've used two actions. If you want to take a third action, you need to roll your reactor die. Okay. So at this point, having moved one of them, is there room for one of them to drive by for a crash or the other um, tank is still on the uh, still on the road? Okay. So it's not there isn't enough room yet. Okay. I'll go ahead and roll the reactor die and see if I can do something else. Oh, I'm sorry. You get to take the third action, then roll your reactor. Okay. Let's go ahead and try to push the second uh, tank, then. Okay. You're going to... If you've already taken the same action, you're going to roll your reactor with disadvantage. Just be aware of that. Oh, okay. So if I did something else, though... Huh. I mean, the guy... The, the, the pilot's not going to die if I break this thing, right? If I break this vehicle. Let's go ahead and just... Mmm... Uh, I'm torn. I don't want to seem like I'm... Okay, what does it mean? Oh, I know what it means, right? I was going to say, what does it mean to roll against it with disadvantage? Now I remember. Okay. I'll go ahead and... Is this the one with Colonel Washington in it that I'm in front of? No, Colonel Washington was standing in front of the mechs. There's some other okay. personnel. That, oh. And they all scattered when you came. Uh, okay, that's fine. Over. Okay, I'll go ahead and take my melee weapon and attack. Um, as you're doing that, Adrian, what are you doing? What do you mean? You're attacking them. So go ahead and roll it. <laughs> you have a deer in the headlights look. Go ahead and roll it, but roll with disadvantage. Can I stop? Uh, 
yes. I'll give you a choice. But if you stop, you're not going to do anything else this turn. You're in the middle of combat. So you either have to follow through and finish this attack, try and disable this thing, or you uh, give up whatever thing and you still roll your reactor down. Adrian was already hesitant to attack. And so he's going to stop in the middle of his getting ready to wind up to assault this thing after hearing um, Farsight's objection. Adrian kind of says, yeah, but um, we need to get these things out of the way, right? Yes, but it's against the Autobot command to attack humans except in self-defense. Well, I think in this case we are doing self-defense because pretty sure they're not going to treat us very well if they do get us. And second, uh, I'm not an Autobot, I'm a human. But I am. And with that, the hover tank that you were going to take on swivels its, swivels its cannon towards you. And with that, the anti-mecha hover tank that you've confronted swivels. It has a chain gun attached to it, and it opens fire on you. I need to, you to roll mobility. Oh, wait. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot. You have to. You still need to roll your reactor die with disadvantage. I'm sorry. Not with disadvantage, because that was, you I did, did not do, do the same three. Yeah, but still roll your reactor die, because you're about to take another uh, action. Three. Remind me if that's good or not. Yeah, um, I think it's on a one downgrade. Yeah, that's what I thought. It's okay. the lowest result. So you're fine there. Okay. Uh, but yeah, this uh, anti-mecha hover tank swivels. There's a chain gun attached to it, and it uh, opens fire on you. And roll with disadvantage because you are now flanked. You have a hover tank in front of you and a hover tank behind you. 7 and 13. Both are successes against 15. Okay, excellent. So, how do you get out of the way of the chain gun as it fires on you? So, as Adrian is kind of freezes up and stops from attacking, there's the whirr of the chain guns and they start firing. And he kind of continues somewhat, he kind of twists a little bit and kind of lunges out of the way. Okay. From behind you, the hover tank that you sent spinning turns towards you and opens fire. I think at this point, you were intending, you shoved it all the way off the road, right? Yes. I'll say that's near. It fires on you with its armor-piercing cannon, so I need you to roll mobility with disadvantage again because you're, you're being flanked. 14 and 16. 16, the worst of the two results, is a failure on my part. Okay, so that means you'll be taking damage. You take 1d8 damage, which in this case is 6. So that gets rid of my armor points and then deals 3 damage to my hit points. Okay. Now you can choose not to spend those armor points. You don't have to take them out. I, I think you have an ability that's contingent on armor points, don't you? Let me take a look. I would just double check. Yeah, for reckless attack, I do. Okay. And you say it's six, right? Six. So I'm going to take five instead, and only one point of armor. Down to two armor and five hit points. 
Okay. Ah, grab it all. Behind you, Crash transforms into his Autobot mode, piloted by Mariah. And soon afterward, Dylan in Iron Wall also transforms. Are we sure this is a good idea? No. Let's give it to him. I'm down for that. So, let's roll initiative for um, for Mariah and Dylan. If you would do me the favor, go ahead and roll. Dylan's there, and I'll roll for Mariah. 17. So, either way you look at, that's not very good. Okay, so that means that Mariah and Dylan... Mariah rolled a 17 against her mobility of 11, which means that she will be going last as well. All right, so Adrian, you have the initiative. All right. Adrian speaks to um, Farsang and says, They just attacked. Now it be considered defense? Yes, I think that might qualify. Great, because um, I'd rather not die. So let's go ahead with this. Okay. So what's your move? We're going to activate the cloaking field. Uh, let's see. Activate it. Become hidden. Roll the reactor die. So we'll go ahead and roll the reactor die. Okay. Five. I survived. Great. Nice. So. So the cloaking field goes over him. Not visible. He adjusts his angle slightly. And then goes in for another attack. With This time with the dagger. On the tank that's uh, still on the road. Okay. Um, so you became cloaked. We also need to test and see if you remain in the biolinked mode. So you have to test either systems or presence. If you fail, you have to roll your reactor die or switch to manual mode. Okay. 13 against 11. So if I roll my reactor die and it succeeds, I can still stay in biolink or no? Yes, if you you roll your reactor die and you can stay in biolink mode. Four. Okay, so you're still there. You've used your use action to to become hidden. You still have another action and then a third action from your biolink if you. Okay, so with attacks while uh, cloaked, you can do what's called an ambush. Advantage on attacks made while hidden and deal 1d6 additional damage. So, let's go ahead and go for it. So, is there a reason that you're rolling with advantage? Ambush. Okay, I'm sorry. I advantage. totally I spaced out. Yeah. Advantage on attacks made while hidden. Well, okay. he's hidden because of the cloaking device. And deal 1d6 additional damage. I rolled a 7, so that should be good. Okay, and, excellent. Uh, so go ahead and roll your damage. Let's see. D6, so I get to roll 2d6 instead of 1. Okay. That's going to be 10. Okay, it's reduced by 1 because of the thick plating, but that's quite a hit. Okay. What kind of attack did you use against this cover tank? It was with the dagger. I stabbed into the hole. I uh, tried to avoid where the pilot might be. Just hoping to uh, get this thing down, so just out of the way. Okay. So in order to do that, I'm going to say that you had to use a move action to close with it. Okay. So since that's the third action, roll your reactor die. 
three. Still good. Okay, you're good. Uh, the same hover tank that you just attacked opens fire with its chain gun, trying to drive you off. I'm sorry, I don't roll dice. You roll dice. You're still flanked, so roll with disadvantage. Seven and three. I'm good. Okay, cool. So you test, you dodge out of the way of the chain gun attack. The second hover tank sees Mariah in crash, charging towards it, and it opens fire on them. Right now, they're at probably near range, so this hover tank can use its uh, armor-piercing cannon. So Mariah will try and roll mobility to avoid that. That's a 9 against 11, so she dodges out of the way. Uh, the hover tanks have both gone, so now it's Mariah's turn. All right, so Mariah has her bio link. Mm, actually, you know what? I'm going to say that uh, since the start of this turn, she had to use her bio link this turn, so that's one action. Um, so she has two left. She's going to use her charging strike, which allows her to move into close range and make a melee attack. It counts as a move action. She has to roll her reactor die. Okay, so I'll go. So she charges forward and uh, swings at this hover tank, and she hits. Oh, with a natural one, she gets a special bonus. So that means that she gets to double her damage roll. And she's rolling it. She has a D8, which means that she gets to roll 2D8 against this guy. Thank you. Mm-hmm. She rolls a total of six. That could have been more impressive, but well. So she charges forward, pulling out her laser axe, and she strikes the hover tank with it and causes a lot of damage. She has to roll her reactor die uh, because she used charging strike. She rolled a five, so she's good. She still has one more action, and I think she's going to go ahead and strike again. That's a 16 against a 14, so that's a failure. So now it's Dylan's turn. Um, I kind of gave you his sheet because I think I'd like you to kind of decide what uh, you think Dylan would, should be doing. Okay, is Mariah in close proximity? They are within the range band, so he is at near range to her. Good. So I can use the pilot ability, close, uh, choose close mech, get advantage on one skill test before next turn, or no? Yeah, that's his quipster power, I think. Okay, so I can use that. Um, that's one action. And then he will also use the chain gun on the same one that Mariah was attacking. Okay, cool. So that will, between activating the biolink and those two actions, that will be three. Okay. So in order to encourage Mariah, he says, yeah, that's to say something, you know, he basically gives her some form of encouragement. You got this, Mariah. I'll watch your back. Thanks, Dylan. So now Dylan can unleash the chain gun. So he activated biolink. Uh, he used his quipster ability on her. And he's going to use his chain gun, is what you said? Yep. Okay. So he will need to roll um, a reactor die. Um, yeah. 
because it's the third action he's taking. Yep. Okay. For attack, he rolls against power, correct? Yes, that's correct. He got 16. Oof. Yeah, his shot goes wide. And a one on the reactor. <laughs> he's down to a d4 on the reactor die. I have a pencil here. In fact, you can... Oh, I see what you're doing. That's probably smart. Yep. All right. This is Colonel Washington. You can see Colonel Washington down the road on his bullhorn again. This is your final warning. Turn yourselves over to the ARI or you will be destroyed. Come on, Colonel. This is the best you got. Mariah, don't antagonize him. Well, he thinks he can throw a couple of anti-mecha hover tanks and beat us? I suspect he has more up his sleeve. Let's try not to stick around long enough to find out what it is. That I can agree with. It's your turn. Okay, so the first one that I attacked has gained significant damage, right? Yes. So yep. I can, might be able to finish it off this turn. Okay. Uh, still at near proximity, right? So, you are in close pro proximity to this one. Oh, close. Uh, That's, yep. Yeah. Now, yeah, remember, you're still in your biolink, so you have to make a systems or presence test. If you fail, you have to roll your... And that's that represents you are either staying in biolinked mode, either uh, by, like, your willpower, your force of personality, or by your technical know-how. That's okay. what that represents. Eight. He stays in by systems. Okay. So I'm maintaining biolink. Okay, so and... you maintain the biolink. You do not have to test your reactor die, so you can now take actions. Okay. And he's no longer cloaked because he broke it with the ambush. I believe that breaks yes. the cloaking field. Yes, that's correct. So, just a regular attack. Okay. D20. Oh, a two. Very nice. I actually hit, right? And let's see here. When you make a successful attack, you can choose to reduce your AP by two to roll one additional damage die. I don't think that's necessary. Maybe I should do that anyways, though. The other two are attacking the other unit, right? Yes. Yeah, let's finish this off. I'll go and use them. All right, so you're spending an, an armor point to... It's two armor points, actually. You're reduce spending... your AP by two. To roll one additional damage die. Oh, okay. Excellent. Those are the two that I had left. Okay. I'm down to just five hit points. Okay. Two damage die, ten points against the anti-mech unit. Okay. Uh, it reduces incoming damage by one, but in this case it was only at nine, which means that the hover tank is totally disabled. Great. So what does the strike look like that disables this thing? Adrian takes the dagger, uh, holding the dagger. The pilots would be up front. Is this thing shaped oblong, or is it round? It's or... shaped like a tank, so it's it still has oh, a okay. tank form. Okay. It's called yeah, it's called a tank. It just tends to float. It's a little bigger. Um, they've really leaned into sort of the '80s aesthetic. You know all the transformers in the. 80s movie Transformers the movie yes like that's kind of what all these more futuristic vehicles look like even even your uh, sedan 
mm-hmm. is kind of still in that style. That's that was sort of the aesthetic that I imagined for this whole universe. Okay. So he attacks and kind of slices into uh one like a diagonal slice that goes kinda towards it, like this. If I was attacking the target. Cool. That's the arm motions are super helpful, especially in a podcast. <laughs> um from the right, going towards the left, downwards diagonal motion. <laughs> I don't know how I'm to sorry, describe Stuart. it. I'm sorry, Stu, that's Can you pretty lame. Me? Adrian, you're in your you're in the cockpit of your mech. You lash out with the knife, bringing it down and across where the cannon attaches to the mech itself, and the whole thing collapses. Uh, In doing so, you also took out some of the ability of the tank to hover, so it comes slamming down to the ground. The little hatch on the top opens, and some of the troops, you know, come scrambling out, trying to get away from the wreckage that you've created. Oh, good. So the the pilots are okay. Yes. That's fine. It seems the ones that you can see. Okay. The second hover tank is engaged in close quarters with Mariah. So he is going to fire his chain gun at her. Mariah needs to roll her mobility to escape being attacked. She rolls a 14 against 11, which is not enough, which means that she takes damage. So the hover tank's damage is 1d4. So rolling that is a one so Mariah's going to spend an armor point on that and now it is Mariah's turn since she's still in biolink she needs to test against either systems or presence she'll test against presence she rolled an eight to ten so she remains in the biolink mode let's see what toys we have to play with here oh I totally forgot she has exothermic plating when hit you can deal back 1d6 damage roll your reactor die I should let me no hold on I'm gonna check that later I'm not gonna use it right now so Mariah is going to attack with her laser axe she rolls a one again oh my gosh nice that means that she gets to roll uh, 2d8 for damage yes 2d8 so let's grab those and yep she rolls 12 a total of 12 the anti-mecha hover tank's armor is reduced, reduces it by one, but doesn't, which is eleven, but that doesn't matter. She totally destroys it. So, what you see is she's standing in front of this hover tank. She pulls out her laser at axe and brings it down, right uh, down the middle of the front of the tank, and the whole thing just collapses to the ground in a shower of sparks and flame. That's how it's done. Yeah, that was pretty impressive, little dude. Why, thank you, sir. Um, I think I see what he was talking about. You turn and look. You've defeated these two anti-mecha hover tanks. You look at where Ironwall is pointing, and you can see several mechs approaching at high speeds, and... There's a whoosh overhead, and you see two of the ARI's interceptors flying overhead. 
This is your last warning. Turn yourselves over, or you will be destroyed. What's the plan, guys? We fight, or we run? I think it would be prudent at this point to make a hasty retreat. Yeah, I'm with the British one. Yeah, we need to get going. I, it'd be better if we survived rather than die at their hands, presumably. All right, so as you ter- prepare to run and as these enemy mecha come towards you, we'll end the episode there. Will our heroes escape? Will they be able to dodge the ARI? Will William and Gadget be able to get the ground bridge operational in time? Find out on the next episode of Dice and Decepticons. Do you, do you like that one? Oh, you're nodding. Okay. I thought you were going to be cringing. No, that's good. Same bot time, same bot channel. That's okay. All right. Very nice. Thanks so much for tuning in to Dice and Decepticons. If you want show updates and other notifications, you can follow us at Dice Decepticons on Twitter. Also, I recently launched a shop on TeePublic. You can find the link to that again on our show Twitter. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Dice and Decepticons. My name's Robert Kerr. And I'm Stuart Kerr. And we'll see you next time. Bye.